everybody. This is John Tatey welcoming you back to Pop Mom, the podcast where culture is relative. Yes, it's time again for my mom, Bonnie Tatey, to share her view of pop culture, small town life, and those riddles of human nature. On this episode, we review the Star Wars television series Andor by popular request. Let's bring mom in now. Hi, mom. Hi, Johnny. How are you? I just noticed, Johnny, that your microphone is much bigger than mine. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, podcasting with video. Mom can see. Mom and I can see each other for the just for the last couple episodes. We've been doing that. My microphone just has a hat on it. See here, if I can take it off. <sighs> oh, a fuzzy. Yeah, see, oh. it's just got a fuzzy uh, oh. hat on it. Now that's yeah, see, it's I... just a normal microphone. But you sound great. Okay. Anyway, people don't need to hear about our equipment setup. That's not the kind of podcast. This is Pop Mom Tech Tips. Um, Mom, I got to tell you, we went out to my sister-in-law's, to see my sister-in-law's family, Anna's sister, uh, and they gave me a gift. Now, I know I'm hard to shop for. You're awful. But... but, Um, They're avid listeners of the podcast, and uh, they give me this gift bag, and I pull out a little slip inside, and it says, Congratulations, John Tatey. You are the uh, founding member of the Nut of the Month Club. Now, how did we not think of this? And there was a bag of cashews inside. And I said, Great. Perfect. I love cashews. I like nuts in general. They may forget, you know, but as I said on the podcast... That's fine. I'm happy with the bag of cashews, and anything else that comes along is icing. Nutty icing. But Nut of the Month Club, now I am, uh, maybe there's a an actual Nut of the Month Club, but they did it homemade style. That's the way to do it. So, uh, well, well, I a have... shout out to Nat and Leah. Thank you for uh, that gift. And now Mom's going to nitpick it, it sounds like. No, no, no. But I have to say, um, as the founder of gum of the month club i think i think we may be onto something and um but i'm gonna let you tell me because your gum of the month club will be arriving at your doorstep tomorrow i believe oh really is it for me it is for you um, oh wow an embarrassment of riches although i don't think you chew that much gum but anna does no i never chew gum yeah. <laughs> so she you know who does now? Eve. Oh, I knew. I knew. I knew this summer when we got gumballs at the Granite State candy store and tried them out. It was it was the most she chewed it like she was born to chew gum. I knew she was gonna <laughs> take to it. Leo had a little trouble coordinating chewing and swallowing and not swallowing the gum. He was Ooh. drooling, and that also <laughs> was hilarious. But uh, I thought Eve might have a little trouble with it. But I, I could tell she's, she's, she was rare to go. She's an old pro, yeah. Now, should I enjoy the gum of the month club and the nut of the month club at the same time? No, not, oh huh? no. Yeah, no, those no, are no. separate clubs. Most, <laughs> yes, one you can have with a. With an ice cold beer and one you cannot. 
Mm. You know, sometimes if you have an ice cold drink with gum in your mouth, the gum turns all hard for a couple seconds. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I Ooh, do. I kind of like that. When we were kids, we used to sometimes chew a stick of gum with the tin foil on. Uh, what? <laughs> oh my God! This wow, was, I didn't expect that. Yeah, this was before we had uh, fillings and all those back teeth. I'm sure. Hey, you know, we took the train to uh, Philadelphia. We took the train from Chicago overnight to Washington D.C. and then a quick shot up to Philadelphia, um, where Anna's sister um, lives in the suburbs there. I have to recommend it. It takes a long time, but um, you know I have back trouble when I travel. I did not have back trouble uh, this wow. time because I got to lie down and sleep. Even those two hours in the airplane seat do a number on me, and I didn't have any mm. of that on this trip, and it was all relaxed. You go to the train station, you wait till they call your train, you line up, you get on the train. Nobody's scanning you, nobody's probing you, asking you to hold your arms up, put your face in front of this thing. They're not treating you like some subhuman um, statistic to be processed through the machine. It feels kind of like travel ought to feel. I am mm. a big fan of the Amtrak sleeper cabin. Now, how did um, it how did it work with? Um, is there a bathroom in your little cabin? Uh, a there is a bathroom down the hall. There's a number of okay. restrooms down the hall. There's a shower. I took a shower on the trip back. Get Perfectly out. pleasant. Yeah, <laughs> nice. You get into the room. Now we got a family bedroom. Right. And I don't the pictures on the website just make it look bigger than it is because you get into the room and it's like, wow, there is <laughs> not. These are close quarters. Um, but there's room for all four of us to sit and spread out a little bit. And then um, in the evening, you know, you go to get your dinner. And while you're away, the attendant um, for the sleeper car comes in and pulls the beds down. And this tiny room did have room just barely for four beds. Now, wow. two of the beds were. Uh, kid size right um but that's perfect because we were traveling with two little kids um the top bunks you get up there and then there's this thing that you affix to the ceiling it's like a web of seat belts that you hook into the ceiling with some sturdy hooks in case the train comes to a sudden stop so you don't roll out to your death it's to like catch you so you don't roll out wow um that gave me a little bit of pause, but it was a perfectly pleasant ride. And you know, the motion of the train kind of rocks you to sleep a little bit. I'm not saying it was the best sleep of my uh, life, but it was pretty good. Well, it sounds delightful. How was how was the food? The food was fine. Better than airplane food. Not as good as real food, but um, definitely edible. Nice selection. Um, friendly. Everybody on the train was friendly, and they say hello to the kids, and they it seems like they're happy to have you there. You know, not everybody's sunshine and lollipops, right. but it's just like, it's relaxed. It's nice. Um, I was really impressed with it, and a great travel experience. And what was the price range? Was that, how close was that to air travel? It was close, but it, uh, I think it would have been cheaper, all told, to fly, which may seem crazy because the train takes so much longer. Um, but it was close, especially once you figure in, like, parking at the airport and all that. Um, mm. <clears throat> it was comparable, I'd say. Okay. 
but relaxing. But if you're not taking a family be- bedroom, I think it's not as as right, uh, right. Um, yeah, and relaxing. I I have always wanted to do that. I'd like to I'd like to do it with my sister. She has a little trouble getting away right now, but I think I think we would enjoy that like crazy. Yeah, get a room for the two of you. Perfect. I think it sounds like a wonderful experience, and I'd love to do that. I would just love to do that. Uh, you got any New Year's resolutions, well, Mom? It's 2023. Well, oh, this is our first <laughs> podcast of the new year. I forgot. <laughs> I did make a New Year's resolution this year to drink more water. Oh, yeah? It's not going real well, but uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> but I did see on TV that uh, your tea and coffee consumption counts. So, oh, the, good. Yeah. yeah, you drink tea all the time. I drink Why do tea. you think you're underhydrated? Uh, I thought it was one that nobody could really check on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you know, it sounded healthy, so uh, that's why I went with it. Yeah, you know that eight ounces or that eight eight ounce glasses a day thing is hokum. Right, it's just bunk. Well, I know There's nothing so- to that. I know somebody that um, actually died from drinking so much water. He was an athlete and consumed huge quantities of water and just wiped out all the minerals oh. and whatever of his. Uh, I've heard of that. I've heard of yeah. that. So be careful with water. Drink when you're thirsty. Right. You're making me thirsty right now. I got to go get a drink of water. <laughs> Seriously, I'll be right back. All right. Anything else, Mom? I just want to tell you that uh, in all my doings with the post office, I have finally had a package that's lost. Oh, post office update. (gasps) Lost. What? Yep. Uh, I was going to knit all the girls uh, cowls, which are like neck warmers, for Christmas. And I made the order the end of November, Thanksgiving Day. Uh, got a tracking number, and it never moved out of Wisconsin. And I started a dialogue with the shop owner. I said, I'm not blaming you. I'm just letting you know the package is somewhere. And she was very, very, very nice. And then I got disgusted. January 4th, I think, I finally said to her, you know, I'd like my money back. I've waited long enough. I'm sure the post office will reimburse you. And should it show up here, I will gladly repay you of for course. it. Of course, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and now I don't hear from her for five days, <laughs> where where she's been very attentive. And so I email her back and I said, you know, I'd like to settle this between us. If you're not going to respond to me, then I'll just handle it through my credit card. Well, she came back with, ah, we were on vacation and uh, I'm not ignoring you and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) She was all kinds of irritated um, with me. She was irritated at you for the gall of not receiving the goods that you paid for. Yeah. And then yeah. now I wanted my money back, but I think she was she thought I was accusing her of not 
Well, I was accusing her of not getting back to me, but... Well, is it accusing when it's facts and evidence? I mean, there's no <laughs> there's no bones about the fact that she didn't reply to you, right? Right, right. But, you know, her excuse was, we were on vacation, and but I know her store was open, and she was always responding to me. So, anyway, uh, the post office, good job, good job, guys. So does it? Did they tell you flat out lost, like gone, or does it say in transit? It's been in transit from the same yeah. place in Wisconsin for over a month now. But I got in my transit. Money back. I just picture the flames of hell looking at the package. Ah, <laughs> little devil there. You will your package make it out or not? When actually it's just sitting on the floor. Right. It fell off the right. conveyor belt. Right. The robot belt. dropped it, and nobody yeah. nobody ever walks down to that corner of the uh, the office. But I said to I said to the post guy, uh, so can we blame this on Louis? Is this Louis's fault? And because he will never say anything against this guy. I said it's Louis. either it's either you or Louis who. He wouldn't answer. He's the rare government worker who has nothing but kindness for his ultimate boss, yeah. right? Like, who loves the chief of their bureaucracy? I think it's so funny that this guy loves Louie. Just loves him. Get on the stick there, Louie. Uh, Mom, you and I have a TV show to talk about. A lot of people have asked us to review this one, a popular item at the end of 2022. You ready? Yeah. This week, Mom and I are talking about Andor. One of the most recent additions to the ever-expanding Star Wars canon is Andor, a show that attempts to bring a more thoroughly grown-up feel to the Star Wars universe. Our hero is Andor, played by Diego Luna. Andor's a handsome thief, spy, and all-around expert troublemaker and trouble finder. In his own roundabout way, Andor ends up working to undermine the Empire, which is portrayed in this series as a more corporate and banal force of evil rather than the cackling menace of the later films. The sprawling and talented cast also includes Denise Goff as an up-and-comer in the Empire bureaucracy, Kyle Soler as a neurotic and fashion-conscious civil servant who becomes obsessed with Andor, and Stellan Skarsgård, as the shadowy operator coordinating rebel resistance and so many more, here's a clip. I know Big has a game. I know you bribe quartermasters to leave valuables on the ships before they come in for scrap, but this isn't that. This isn't something that let pass. No. I went in and got this myself. How? How's that possible? It was, it was sealed on the Imperial Naval Base in Steergard. Look. You got the money, I got the box. What else is there to talk about? I'll give you another thousand credits to tell me how you got it. <laughs> another thousand. Done. How? You just walk in like you belong? Takes more than that, doesn't it? What? To steal from the Empire? What do you need? A uniform, some dirty hands, and an Imperial toolkit? They're so proud of themselves. They don't even care. They're so fat and satisfied. They can't imagine it. Can't imagine what? That someone like me would ever get inside their house, walk their floors, spit in their food, take their gear. 
Andor is available on Disney+. Plus. Mom, did you find this show good and or great, or did you find it bad and or terrible? Uh, I found it bad and terrible. Oh, uh, how know. much did you watch, Mom? I watched the first two episodes. Okay. I I just think this franchise is getting spread so thin that you might as well forget it. I... I just, mm. I I just think it's, it's not the awe-inspiring uh, vehicle that it used to be. I found it depressing to look at. It's very dark. It's very all gray and and very um, colorless. I don't like the components of it personally. You know, mm. Daddy can watch a cooking show with me, and he kind of enjoys the mixing and the pouring and the decorate. <laughs> you know, but the components of this are all very dry and very dark and and deep. But I would like to know what. And obviously, I am not the target audience uh, anymore. Well, I don't know about that. <clears throat> well, for this show, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I well, mean, I think this show, I think you could get into this show. I know you didn't care for it, but um, I think you could get into this show and enjoy it without ever having seen a Star Wars in your life. Um, I think that it it takes place in the Star Wars universe, but does not require, and I appreciated this about it, uh, does not require a great deal of Star Wars knowledge to understand the motivations and politics and machinations of it all. Now, there's a ton of stuff in there for Star Wars fans, little references and Easter eggs, but it's not the substance of the thing. It's window dressing, and I think that's um, that's smart. So I think you are in the, um, in the target audience for this. Um, I also have to say that the timing of watching it was a little difficult. I think we all because it's so gloomy. It's so and gloomy. We had and, some bad news to start the and year. And yes, yes, yes. And I think that didn't help. That being in a position. This is my colleague that would. I assume that's the bad news yes. you're referring to. We had to deal with um, yeah death in the family company um, to begin <clears throat> the year. Yeah, and you know it was very confusing as as to information and. Uh, it was yeah. just not a good, not, not that any situation like that is good, but this was particularly no, I, I understand what you're saying. difficult. And um, and then on top of that, Daddy got some more bad news about somebody that he was uh, had grown up with that also worked for the company. And uh, so it was a very down time when I attempted to uh, review this. Which I know a, mm. a good reviewer wouldn't la allow them to be influenced by that, but I was. Uh, well, I don't think that's true. I think, um, yes, that's the ideal, but critics are human and they review things at a particular, they're not only particular people, but they review things at a particular moment. There's no avoiding that um, as much as you try to account for it. So it's perfectly uh, reasonable, Mom. Um, it is gloomy, um, and it, uh, especially at the beginning, you know, the first uh, scene, I think, is him looking for his sister in that, um, like, sex house, right? Um, that futuristic bordello. 
it's so dark. <laughs> you can hardly see anything in that initial scene. And I thought, oh, is this what it's going to be? Um, the aesthetic evolves over the course of the series. And I'm a little bummed you didn't get to the middle portion of the mm. season when Andor ends up in an Empire prison. And those episodes have really stuck with me. Um, they are uh, haunting and... Um, they make the Empire very scary and um, in a way that really that stuck with me. And some of the images from those episodes, um, I would find myself thinking about them throughout the week. Many of them unpleasant images, so I guess I don't regret the fact that you didn't make it that far. But also not like gory or um, but like psychological, um, psychologically intimidating um, situation drama that they put together. Um, so yeah, the first half, the first part of the season sort of leads up to this uh, heist, which I you didn't get to apparently, and then he ends up in prison, and then um, there's the aftermath. Um, he, you know, I'm sorry to spoil it for everybody, but he doesn't stay in prison forever. Um, I think that we, I think we could show. assume that that would <laughs> yeah. be that would be pretty boring. Um, we get a little old. Um, so those are sort of the three parts of the of the season. And uh, I think I thought it was all great. I do not agree with mom on this review. I, I loved this show. And as someone who was tired of Star Wars, what I really enjoyed about Andor is it's not for kids. It's not kiddie. Um, and that it has like adult politics. It has adult emotions and motivations. Um, I was... I couldn't get enough of wow. this, you know, and I expected the opposite going into it. I sort of, you know, my buddies, um, Rick and Steve, love Star Wars and know it 10 times better than I do. They had already seen it, and I said, well, let's fire up one episode. I'll watch it with you guys, and I did get hooked, and I think the cast is phenomenal, too. I did like the people, so there's no cute little knockoff toy that's going to Yeah, make- that's right. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> I, I am willing to give it another try because things are, you know, looking a little sunnier right now. Um, what I thought was in the initial episode, I think it was the first, maybe it was the second, but uh, he kills two people. And I thought, yeah, oh, God, is this, is this it? Is this the drama? I mean, I'm in this, I think, second episode. Is this it? Is this what it's all about? Anyway, I wasn't really motivated but i think with your recommendation i would go back and and try it again part of the sophistication of it is that we do not love andor from the get-go uh you know he he does seem to kill at the drop of a hat right and we like it's sort of how the story unfolds yeah he's not totally sympathetic from the beginning I totally loved him by the end of the uh, of the series, and I think that the again the stretch in prison um, involves some really expert character development, and we see Andor um, becoming more of a leader, and rather than just a mercenary, and uh, in a way that makes a lot of sense and is well earned. Well, I do have a question for you: where this takes place? Is this like? another neighborhood where where does this happen another neighborhood relative to the star wars films that you know you mean yeah i mean it's the galaxy so it's it's anywhere when they want a new place they invent a new planet you know the vacation planet the mining (laughs) planet um so 
it's all over the place. Uh, there may be some overlap with um, Star Wars lore, like the capital planet of... Um, shoot, what is the name? I don't remember, but... Um, <laughs> The planet where all the politics happens, like that's part of the Coruscant, I think. Like that is in the rest of the Star Wars, but most of it, they just let's make up a new planet okay. where we're doing this, and that's where we go. That's what I wondered because I, I, uh, there was no connection uh, for me, you know, in in starting out and watching this, there was just not a connection uh, yeah. to anything. No, and so. I, I almost wish I. I could see the show knowing nothing about Star Wars because I think it would function just as well. I think it's just a grown-up sci-fi fantasy show that is a hell of a lot of fun to watch. And um, again, like I said, that the prison episodes scared the shit out of me. <laughs> so you don't want to go to prison. I, do, I certainly don't want to go to Empire Prison. Um, <laughs> you know... Did you did we review the later films, the ones that the seven, eight, nine that came out? Uh, did we ever review any of those on the podcast? Maybe we did one of them. Um, yeah, I think so. I'd, I'd really did you see to... those? Yeah, you saw all those. Yeah, Star Wars seven, eight, nine. You know the end of the last film. You know we are in the Emperor's like hideout deep in the farthest reaches of the galaxy, and he unveils he has a a million giant battleships waiting to go, and there's this big computer generated shot of um you know a, a billion of these things. Um, Andor shows you one piece of the Empire and suggests the rest. You're in this prison and you see his small world that he has to occupy day in, day out, this monotonous um, manufacturing uh, center that he has to live in. But you mostly see the little piece that he lives in as suggestion of there's millions of others of these with millions of other people in them. But it does not try to sort of shock and awe you. It suggests, which is much more intimidating like this. And the way the Empire works, it's not all sneering like, get those rebels. There's a little of that, but it's a lot of big corporate meetings and um, very sort of methodical evil. And that is, to me, scarier than yeah. sneering and mustache twirling as well. Yeah. So it's all written by people who understand how to tell stories to adults without worrying about the kiddies. I think it's great. Regardless of whether you're into Star Wars or not, I think you can uh, try this. And I'd be interested to hear from anyone who knows if there is anyone who doesn't know Star Wars at this point, yeah. but I'd be interested to hear from anyone who maybe watched Andor without much Star Wars expertise to make uh, see what they made of it. Is there a love interest in here? Uh, <laughs> interesting question. Um, there's not a sweet love interest. Okay. I'll, I guess I'll put it that way. Um, but sort of an obsessive uh, thing you mentioned. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Oh, that's right. I did mention it in the intro. That's the love interest that comes to okay. mind. Uh, well, the thing is, though, I wondered how formulaic it was. And, and so you're indicating to me that it really isn't. Yeah, I don't think it's formulaic. Yeah, it does sound clever. It does sound clever. Um, I do think Daddy and I will give this a try uh, because you've, tweaked my interest 
And if you still hate it, that's fine. You know that. Anybody who listens to the show regularly knows, hey, I respect all opinions. So maybe this is a provisional grade, Mom, but what's your grade for Andor? Jeez, I I just wouldn't feel right giving it a grade since <laughs> I don't think I really gave it a fair shake. Well, you watched two episodes. Yeah. That's I'll, a fair shake in my book. I'll, I'll give it a C. Okay. Uh, okay. But maybe you'll try some more, and yes. perhaps we'll have an update later. And maybe you'll still hate it. Well, you don't hate it. No, I, get I don't it, hate it. No. Yeah. All right, uh, Mom, let's talk about something you do like. You got a recommendation for us this week? Uh, I do a little late, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, very late, or very early. Uh, I would like to recommend uh, the show... See, this is a tough one, too. But I'd like to recommend Murderville, which I believe was six episodes with six different stars and really only two stars were really very good because the show (laughs) includes improv in the the stars that Mm. come on are expected to do improv. And it's very surprising to see who is quick on their feet and who is not. Ooh, so what? in what context are they doing improv? What's the premise? They're all solving a murder. They all come in, and what's his name? What is Job's name? Will Arnett. Will Arnett is the, is the policeman who is helping to solve all <laughs> these crimes. And he is very, very funny and very good. But first, I would really like to recommend Who Killed Santa Claus uh, with Jason Bateman Bateman and Maya Rudolph. Watch that first, because then you'll see how it should be done with a little bit of of breaking character, a tiny bit of breaking character, and really trying to contribute to the whole essence of it. To me, it's fascinating to see. So this was like a special episode, a Santa-themed yes. episode of Murderville. Watch that first. Watch that saying. first. And then maybe you don't even have to watch Murderville. Now, t- yeah, tell me who was good and who wasn't. Uh, Sharon Stone was terrible. She no tra- surprise. What did you say? It was a, That's a surprise? No surprise, I said, yeah. Oh. And then there was Marshawn... Lynch. Lynch. Is he a football player? Football, former football player, yeah. He was terrible. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no surprise again. Um, Actor, football player, not, I wouldn't expect either of those to be great improvisers. Some actors can be great improvisers, but Sharon Stone, I would not expect to be no. a great improviser. No, and the girl from Schitt's Creek. The, oh, yeah, I don't remember. The daughter, she yeah. was not good. She was game. But she doesn't mm-hmm. have the chops to do it. It was t- it's tough. Actually, I didn't like anybody that was on Murderville. I just like <laughs> you I, only liked who killed Santa. Yeah, but I love the- who was the best, best of the worst on Murderville. Uh, I can't remember who else was on. Wasn't Conan a guest once? I would think Conan would be good. I think he was on Hill Killed Santa. Close. Oh, he was okay. Uh, and that really was the best. That really was the best. Uh, but okay. if if Conan was just on Murderville, he was the best. Okay. Okay. If I could look well, it in up, any case, 
I, if I could look it up on my computer while we talked, I, I could tell you. But uh, <laughs> I, I, the idea is what I love, is the premise of coming in and being game and and uh, exposing yourself to that. It's hard. Yeah. Uh, improv is hard. But fun, man. I used to have a lot of fun at it in my 20s. But And a great learning experience. I, I can only imagine... I can only imagine what a, I mean, remember when we, they used to do businesses, used to do all that, that community building crap and, you know, do, yeah. do a safe oh, fall or whatever that was. <laughs> Ropes course. Yeah. yeah. All that stuff. To me, this would be the ultimate test. Can you think on your feet? Can you be a little funny? Are you a team player? Uh I, I don't know. I think this is the way to go. I really do. Oh, that's there's already money in that. In, corporate improv workshops. Really? Like Second City makes good money off of that, or they used to at least. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's... It is a good team building exercise, in fact. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can imagine. So anyway, I loved... I just love the whole premise of the of the improv, the actors coming in cold and solving a mystery directed by... Will Arnett. You can just say Job if you want to. Job Bluth. Yeah. Yeah. Will Arnett. Yeah, you love the you love the premise, and it sounds like the premise worked once, and it was a misfire the rest of the time. Well, certainly when you watch Who Killed Santa Claus, uh, yes, the rest of it okay. it missed, but not because of Will Arnett, because uh, uh, you'll love him. You'll love him in this, even in the failures, because he's he just never stops he never stops giving his all i can't think of something i haven't enjoyed will arnett in. he always makes it better he is the best remember when we reviewed his gong show a few years ago yeah he wasn't the host of that they had mike myers playing that funny character yeah but um i enjoyed that i think you didn't like that as much if i recall but i like that gong show he did um yeah will arnett good guy all right uh that's and where is that available mom is that netflix or uh netflix yeah Okay. Who Killed Santa and Murderville? That'll do it for this edition of Pop Mom. Mom and I will be back soon to talk about more uh, dot, dot, dot. What are we going to talk about, Mom? Quick. Something interesting. Something interesting. Tune in for that. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. If you enjoy the show, don't forget to tell your friends. And we love to get email. It's popmom at ological.net. We got your emails about Andor, but you can talk to us about anything. We love you. Mom and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now, Mom. Bye, Johnny. I love you. I love you, too.